Welcome to Everyone's a Critic, a show where a guest picks a movie rated below 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and tells us why critics got it wrong. I'm your host, Yanis Cove, a formerly pretentious film school student, 10 years later sees the error of his ways. My guest today is a stand-up comedian and a writer whose work you can find in The New Yorker and The Atlantic, Ginny Hogan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for being on. Yeah. How, we, we were talking a little bit before this, but how are you doing at the moment? I'm doing okay. I'm in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, you know, we're very COVID infested, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all right. Just in my apartment. I said, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about the same. How about you? How you doing? Yeah, just getting on with things. Just trying to do what I can at the moment, (laughs) which is why this, like, this came out of like being stuck in my flat. And I was like, what what can I do while I'm there? (laughs) Watching a lot of low rated movies. No, it was more like, um, I wanted to, I, I wanted to make some kind of like something funny and, and enjoyable and, I don't know. There were a lot of low-rated movies I was talking about with people that were kind of like, oh, well, they're not bad. They're fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even really trust Rotten Tomatoes, to be honest. No. I, I go entirely based off the trailer. If the trailer's good. I'll oh, really? It. Yeah, I'm like one of the few. I mean, I watch a lot of really bad movies, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, what? wait, do you, what do you consider bad movies, then? Um... I guess like if I'm bored, I think it's bad. Like I have a real thing with entertainment where I don't like the idea of like a guilty pleasure or something. Like I find it- I completely agree, yeah. It's like, if I am, it's like entertainment is supposed to entertain. So if I'm entertained, it's good. And it doesn't like, I don't like, like I feel like sometimes I've like forced myself to watch stuff I think is boring because it's like highbrow or something Mm. and I wanna like get something out of it and that I don't like at all. Like I just wanna watch something that, you know, turns my brain off and that I can Mm. just watch a ton of. Yeah, that's kind of you, my, that's my theory of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched anything good lately then? Well, I've been watching I May Destroy You, like everybody else, and yeah. it is incredible. Uh, the people are correct. Um, mm-hmm. I have been watching Mad Men. Um, for the first time? And, sorry? For the first time, or a rewatch? Yeah, for the first time, like all the way through. I had like oh, seen nice. episodes here and there. It's mm. very good, and it is kind of better if you watch it continuously. Um, and then this is so strange, but I started rewatching the Harry Potter movies, but I truly watch about 20 minutes, like twice a week. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> very slowly. It's going to take you a long time. Yeah, I feel like I started rewatching Harry Potter like three months ago and I'm now on the sixth movie. <laughs> but it feels like a part of my life, you know, like I would consider myself in the midst of rewatching Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did You must have grown up with them as well. Like, I think. I fully yeah. grew up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like an early adopter. Like I started reading them before they were cool, and I was. <laughs> and of course, you're in, you're British, so. Yeah, and it was like such a big thing here at the time. Like when the even the books when they first came out, they were so big here. Oh totally. And were the first two books really big there when they came out? I remember. Well, I remember the second book being huge, and I think I started around then. Like, yeah. When that came out, I think I went and started the first one then. But I was I don't know, nine, ten years old. I don't know how old it was. Yeah. Young. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I started. I started with the second book, or when the second book came out. That's when my dad got them for me. And I. I feel like in the states we didn't have full blown Harry Potter mania until like the fourth book. So yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Much, which makes sense. You go further ahead. Mm. Yeah. Were you obsessed as a child? I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was obsessed, but I was into them. But like, and I. 
I don't know. I remember around the fourth or fifth one getting the book at like whatever midnight book sale it was or whatever. But the, I don't yeah. remember being like, oh, I need to do. I need to read this immediately. I need to get this. So I don't know why I got it at that time. <laughs> oh, I would go to the midnight book sales and then stay up all night reading. And those were the only all nighters I pulled like as really? a child. Yeah. I do remember reading the last one the day it came out and just like re- just reading the whole way through it because I wanted to not be spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And with the internet at that point, like it could be yeah. spoiled. My brother yeah. did the most obnoxious thing when the sixth book came out. He like skipped ahead to the ending and then he wrote Dumbledore oh. died on a white oh, t-shirt. No. I, like, I know. I was <laughs> like, so mean. So mean. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think you could have something like that today in the age of spoilers, though. It's like, no, I don't know how they would deal with that now. Yeah. yeah. It'd be impossible to avoid now. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Like there's no, we don't really have that phenomenon now of, of like books. (laughs) I don't know. I know a series of books. It's like the stuff people's waiting is waiting on is like television and you can watch that immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess. Have you been watching I May Destroy You early or have you been watching it as it's been airing in America? Because I know it's fin- it's like it finished a while ago here. Oh, really? I'm actually behind. I've only watched like eight episodes. Is that how oh, okay. many- Um, I don't know, but I am behind. I need to catch up. It's kind of like, I think the show's incredible, but it's still, it's like a lot for me to watch. Even like one episode. Like I can't watch two mm. at once. It's like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't nice. know. I, I was watching them as they were airing, but they were still a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. two. It's two a week, and it was just yeah, a lot. Oh, I didn't know they were a week. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's a it's a heavy show. What else are you watching right now? I don't know what I'm watching right now. I I don't think I'm watching anything. I can't even think at the moment. Like, uh, yeah, I'm probably just rewatching stuff, just randomly. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing really that entertaining <laughs> that's yeah. sticking in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. I need. To, I would. I want to watch. Uh, Mad Men again because that's a I love that show and yeah, I've only seen it once the whole way through yeah but I loved it yeah yeah it's really good mm. yeah and I May Destroy You was that was probably the last thing I, I watched fully uh recently I thought that was amazing that yeah. was so good yeah it's, it's really amazing <laughs> yeah. did you rewatch Hot Rod recently I watched it today oh you watched it today what time is yeah. it in London oh it's late it's uh 10 15 at night oh I see wow okay okay <laughs> Google. Did you watch it recently? I watched it on Saturday and I will, nice. I'll make a confession. I don't know if I, if I should say this. It was actually my first time watching it. When I picked it out, I hadn't yet watched <laughs> it. But I went to go see Palm Springs with my boyfriend like a month ago and yeah. he didn't know anything about Palm Springs, but he was mm. like, I'll see anything with Andy Samberg in it. Hot Rod is the funniest movie I've ever seen. Mm. And I hadn't even heard of Hot Rod. So what? then I saw it on the list. Yeah, I saw it on the list and I was like, well, if he thinks it's the funniest movie ever and it's low rated, maybe it's underrated. Um, I don't think it's the funniest movie. I, will, I don't know if you want to jump into it. <laughs> we can jump into it. Yeah. It's it's underrated for sure. It's very funny. Um, but, so you enjoyed it still? I for sure enjoyed it, but it's like, like the stuff that I laughed the hardest at was like Andy Samberg like rolling down a hill. Oh, yeah. Or like when he comes off the motorcycle. But I think that's the stuff that people, that the critics at least hated. When I'm reading, when I'm looking at those reviews, they do not enjoy any right. of that like slapstick stuff. It's so slapstick, but they do it really well. Mm. Yeah. But it's also like the one thing that really surprised me when I'm going back on this rewatch today, I didn't realize it wasn't directed by any of them. 
Wait, isn't it directed by the third Lonely No, sorry, Island? it's directed by them. It wasn't written by them. That's oh, what I, I mean. see. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't written by any of them, but it seemed, it's so their style of humor. It's so Andy Samberg. I mean, I tweeted this, but and so I'm sorry for reusing a tweet, but every Andy Samberg movie looks like it's going to be so dumb and then, mm. like, it ends up being funny. Like, he just, yeah. like, I don't think, well, actually, Palm Springs kind of had a good premise, but other than that, like, if I had seen a trailer for Hot Rod, I would have been like, what is this movie? Like, it's mm. just Andy Samberg falling, but it's <laughs> very funny. <laughs> but do you like, have you seen Popstar? Yes, that's another example where you just think it's going to be so dumb and it's incredible. The, like the musical mm. comedy. I mean, those guys are really good at musical comedy. That's yeah. like a thing. But um, yeah, I, I think about I'm So Humble a lot. And also um, yeah. the one that's like, I'm going to fuck you like we fuck Bin Laden. That's such a good song. It's <laughs> like, the, the thing is they're enjoyable songs as well. They're not even like bad songs. Yeah, I know. When <laughs> I, I studied abroad in Budapest in, it must have been like 2012. Mm. And they used to play at the clubs I used to play. I just had sex as like <laughs> a regular song. <laughs> and it is a good song. <laughs> That's amazing. That song is very funny. <laughs> Yeah. That's also like one that everyone's gonna know what people are saying. Like it's it's one that will translate over as well. It's not even one that could be like mistranslated. <laughs> no, you can't pretend it's like a language thing. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's not really good. Well, they all really into it then. They were really into. It. Yeah, I mean, I think that they also just like thought that that had song had good lyrics and stuff. I don't know, but <laughs> it's good. Like it's like yeah, it's it's funny and easy to listen to. Are you an Andy Samberg fan overall? Yeah, I'm a huge Andy Samberg fan. I'm a huge Lonely Island fan. So, like, I feel like anything they do, I'm always on board. I I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. I love all their albums. Uh, I'm I'm a huge Hot Rod fan as well. But Pop Star is like the peak to me. But I'm a yeah, huge Pop- Hot Rod fan as well. Is Brooklyn- so when you picked it? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, is Brooklyn Nine Nine like on the ads now that people hate the police? I think people are leaning towards that now. Like mm. they they're like, oh well can we defend this and also like all this stuff with terry cruz as well it's like not helping yeah yeah there's other people saying oh if we just kind of imagine it not as a cop show (laughs) yeah that's what people are saying but it's a great show still i only ever watched a few episodes and i always thought it was very funny obviously chelsea peretti is incredible andy samberg is really funny chelsea peretti is incredible she's not in it anymore though oh really i must have seen it when she was in it Um, she left uh maybe a year and a half ago Something oh. around that. Yeah. Yeah. Right when it went to NBC, she left. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't I don't know too much about the show, but... Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was very, very good. Huge fan. But, um, yeah, so this this one, it came out... The, the interesting thing about Hot Rod, it came out... They filmed it the summer uh, after the first season that they were on uh, Saturday Night Live. It was like oh, literally yeah. the... So it was literally like Andy Samberg and Bill Hader... And Yorma and Akiva, they were all like on the, all like within the show for the first year, took the summer break and went and made this. Oh, well, okay, wait, they were, I didn't know all of Lonely Island was on SNL. I only thought it was Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg was on it. The other two were writers on it and directing. Oh, I see. Okay. Is that how they they were the ones making all the digital shorts? Oh, cool. Is that how they met each other? No, no. So the three of them were a team, but, um, and they, I believe they all auditioned at the same time and Andy Sandberg was the one that got it. Oh, wow. They were like I a sketch that, team. I wonder if that made them better. I guess not, because they're still doing stuff together. Better, yeah, Andy Sandberg <laughs> is kind of the hot one. So I feel like, <laughs> like would make sense why he is the one who gets on television. 
I think I mean, Akiva only wants to direct and write stuff. So yeah, okay, and that then, makes. I don't even think I, I know what he looks like. He's in he's in some stuff. Jorah I see in stuff, but like yeah. yeah, Akiva does like small roles in things. He's in Popstar. He's like one okay. of the three in Popstar. That's but he's okay. the one that like kind of leaves early on and then doesn't okay. stay with yeah. them. I'd have to like Google him just to know what he looked like, but um, <laughs> I mean they're they're really funny. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I guess they like they they knew they wanted to make something and they're just like oh let's just go make a stupid comedy that fits with yeah. our style and this was that but um yeah so like how d- like <laughs> I-, I was gonna ask you what's your history with it and what's your first watch and everything but i guess it's all like <laughs> it was this saturday and so what what did you know about it going in though well i knew it was andy sandberg and i knew that it was i kind of had a sense of what style of a movie it was i knew it was like one of those Lauren Michaels summer movies, basically. Like, did you see yeah. like Staten Island Summer, which uh, is like sorry, did I see what like Staten Island Summer, which is yeah. like the same premise as King of Staten Island, just like earlier. <laughs> that movie's really bad, but I I thought it would be like that, where it's like a bunch of people from SNL like fucking around, and like mm. they're all kind of funny actors, so the movie would come out funny. Yeah, and that's sort of what happened, honestly. Like, I don't, I can't like think of any one line as being like brilliant, but like. Yeah, anything Bill Hader does will make me laugh. Um, oh, I thought Will Arnett was really, really funny, and I really loved the scene where he was yelling like, "Babe, wait, babe, so wait!" Funny. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> that felt like a really good parody of like a, um, mm. like a, a scene in a rom com. And I also yeah, it's like, like an '80s rom com scene, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But then he's like melting. Um, and I thought I also the other scene I really loved is the um, like the inspirational mar- march. Where then they all start looting. <laughs> that's. I feel like that's that's a bit that would make people like, what is this? What's going on right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I... <laughs> the town's people start marching. But yeah. What's your what's your style of humor? Like, what's your taste in in comedy then, in general? Or do you have a, a specific taste? A specific taste. Um, I definitely do. I mean, the stuff I love, like one of my, I guess some of the shows I think is like the funniest of all time is Inside Amy Schumer. I love mm. like that sort of like satire of, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I think her humor is really funny. Um, mm. I really, I do like slapstick. Like I feel like, so the stuff I write is like, I write like satire for like, and it's supposed to be kind like that. I guess the stuff I've written thus far is like, supposed to be sort of like on the more intellectual side like I like right. the one of the main things I do is write for the New Yorker mm. and while I do love that stuff it's definitely not my favorite stuff to consume like I I really like like a slapstick like sex heavy comedy um mm. like any kind of awkward sex scene I'm, I'm really into that kind of thing um yeah I don't know I loved uh I, I used to love like I think growing up my favorite thing was like Ben Stiller movies okay like, I love Zoolander so much. Any mm. of the with Owen Wilson, like, Dodgeball. Like, those movies I rewatch, like, again and again and again. Mm. Um, That's interesting, because, yeah, yeah it's like, I, I kind of find the same thing, where my style, like, what I make is not the same style as what I consume. Um, yeah. Necessarily. I, I would say, like, anything along the lines of the this, this sort of movie. I, I like these sort of, like... Um, this and wet hot american summer where they're just like slightly off they don't entirely make sense a lot of the time and there's just yeah. like some weird things thrown in right. and i don't know it's hard to explain it because they they also like I, f- I feel like 
the films I like are individual in their own way as well. They don't have a specific style to match um, other comedies as well. I feel like they, yeah. they make their own individual things. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Like you don't, yeah, they don't fall under one umbrella. What would you say is like your favorite movie? Of any movie? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like um, Do the Right Thing, which is just completely different to this. I've never even heard of it, but I love that. Uh, it's, it's a, a, it's a very serious, like, um, film about like, uh, set on like the hottest day of summer in Brooklyn and there's like rioting and, uh, race riots and stuff like that, that going on. It's just, it's a very well-made film. And then, uh, you should watch it. It sounds very topical. It's yeah, it's, it definitely holds up still. And it was made in 89. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and then also like Groundhog Day. Um, oh, incredible. Well, did you see Palm Springs? Yeah. I really enjoyed like, Palm Springs. I enjoyed it too. It's not as good as Groundhog Day, but it's similar. Like the mm, premise. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much because of the fact that it was a similar plot. Knowing the plot going into because I saw the trailer before going into it, which I wish I hadn't. I wish I just watched it straight. Yeah. Because um, I wish they hadn't spoiled it in the trailer, the whole uh, twist of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that was kind of... Um, but I, I I thought they took it in a, like a nicer direction as well, which I enjoyed. Yeah. But, and I think the the two leads were really good in it as well. I love that actress. Um, she's so good. I mean, I guess she's in a lot of stuff now. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I thought yeah, that was. A I really saw her in movie. person once, and she was so tiny. Oh wow. Tiny, tiny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she, like, in How I Met Your Mother, like, I feel like all those actors are tiny, and she is still, like, very small. <laughs> is she, like, 4'11"? She looks, yeah, she looks maybe five foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, You know what's so funny is I'm rewatching Harry Potter now, and they for sure, like, try to make Daniel Radcliffe look taller, but, like, they're not consistent about it. <laughs> like, He's 5'4 or something, isn't he? Yeah. Very, very short. And they obviously didn't know that when they were going to cast him. And I, I kind of think they have just gone with it and been like, it doesn't matter. Short men can still save the wizarding community. But <laughs> there are scenes where he, like, there are literally scenes where he's shorter than Emma Watson and then scenes where he's taller than her. And it's like, yeah. this, you being inconsistent about, like, whatever. <laughs> like, are you more into the, actually, I want to know if you're more into the movies or the books of Harry Potter. The books, like, by a million. Because... Yeah. The movies, like, I actually don't even think are that good. I, I can see how they're well made, but, like, mm. by the like the first few movies I think are good. The later ones, those books are just so long that the movies feel rushed. Like, movies, like, four through six, I feel like, are kind of rushed. The other thing is, yeah. like, a lot of them aren't that good at acting. Emma Watson's good at acting. Rupert Grint is, like, bad at acting. Mm, yeah, and he's not Carson great. Is, like, okay. Like, he does fine, but yeah. there are scenes where his acting is it holds the scene back and like the teachers are all good but those are those people are adult actors it's like they're, they're all professionals going into it right exactly it's like they cast a bunch of kids and like kind of hope for the best but um yeah. i do think the acting is is not good in general <laughs> the kids yeah i kind of agree with that i thought that like the kids they cast when they were older are good like luna love good she's pretty good um mm. but uh yeah no i thought the acting was kind of, like, generally bad. <laughs> And the books I just think are like the like amazing storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I I Are haven't you? gone back and read them in a long time, but yeah, they were yeah. they were great. 
it's too bad jk rowling keeps like canceling herself i know it's another thing of like i can't go back to them now (laughs) yeah that's the thing i'm like now i've you know i wanted to read these to my kids someday and you're just (laughs) but um yeah shall we talk about should we go through this movie then uh yeah um Okay, so let's talk. Let's go through the plot of it. Then it's just like he's a wannabe stuntman, mm-hmm. stuntman, and he's like um, in the vein of like Evil Knievel. He like kind of takes after him, but he's very bad at it. Mm-hmm. And um, he finds out that his stepdad is who he hates. Also, is very sick and needs a heart transplant. And so, <laughs> and so he says, "I'm gonna." I'm gonna save up the money. I'm gonna make the money for you by doing all this, these, uh, this stunt, and then um, by doing that, I can beat you and beat you to death because they have fights all the time. Yeah. And then that that's the only way I can earn your respects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the plot. That's the basic plot of the movie. That's- There's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the motivation was incredible. Like the fact that he being like, I need to save my stepdad so I can kick his ass. <laughs> but it's great it's just like the whole rivalry between them is so funny i think and yeah Yeah. it's it's the dad stepdad is ian mcshane as well who's just this very very good actor and plays it with such and plays the role with such intensity as well that it that it really works yeah and the mom is carrie yeah, it's Sissy Spacek, it's who is another great actress. Like she's yeah. so good in everything as well, and she just plays it very well. I don't know well. how they got her to be in that movie. Sorry, I don't know how they got her to be in that movie. She probably just wanted some light movie, like yeah, it's an easy know. paycheck, isn't it? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like going from Carrie to that is very different. Like I know she's done a lot between that, but she's most well known right. for Carrie, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was an incredible movie. <laughs> but yeah, it opens with um, he's putting on his outfit, which is just you see someone putting on their outfit. And it's just the jumpsuit. Then he puts on a cape that has his rod on it, and then he puts on a fake moustache, which is because <laughs> he can't grow one. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> and he get like it opens and he like gets on the ramp. He goes to go on the ramp over the truck on his little bike and immediately crashes, throws up everywhere. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, oh, he's actually terrible at this. You immediately get the impression of what he's like. He's just, he's not a yeah. good stuntman. <laughs> yeah, they do set it up really efficiently. Yeah. And then it goes to, he opens with like a, it cuts to like a credits sequence of him doing a montage of terrible tricks. Um, and you find out he's going to jump in then you find out he's going to jump in uh jump over the pool the local pool and and then you meet all of his like family you meet his family and friends who are just like just as if not more so dumb than him just completely just the weirdest characters like bill Hader is so weird in this bill Hader is so weird yeah (laughs) and if you think about it like this is probably both of their like i would say it's their first movie probably Right, they play, they play it so well. They, yeah, it felt like it was written for Bill Hader. That part is just Completely. so weird. But I think Bill Hader is such a good actor that he gives off that vibe, kind of like once he takes a role, it feels like his. You know, absolutely. Yeah, he like he really inhabits a role. Um, 
he's like it's also it's very similar to the role he does in um in pop star actually like i know he's like a roadie kind of like guitar guy um in pop star but it's very similar in personality as well so i don't know if they just would like take that bring it to the next film yeah i haven't seen pop star in years but i uh, i should rewatch it but yeah it's i'd say it's like much better than this but i still really enjoy this <laughs> I remember going into Pop Store thinking it was going to be bad, and then it was oh. really good. Which kind of came <laughs> with Hot Rod, even though I thought it would be kind of good, but like dumb. And it, it is dumb, but like funny. So wait, you were saying your boyfriend told you, uh, was telling you about this then. Like, he was he saying how it's the best movie you need to, like, it's the funniest movie you need to see it? And he is said it his favorite like, comedy. He, yeah, he was like, I think Hot Rod is the funniest movie of all time, which as I was watching it, I was like, is this his sense of humor? <laughs> um, I maybe he, I think he was kind of exaggerating, but it yeah. is like, yeah, it is very funny. I had like a heart, like it was like impossible not to laugh at just mm. like the scene where Andy Samberg's rolling down the hill and like he just keeps rolling, <laughs> and like the joke is that you just you think he's gonna be done rolling, but he yeah, keeps like and that's the whole joke. That's it feels so like the same footage is playing over and over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the, truly the funniest parts for me were just, like, him getting, like, physically destroyed, like... <laughs> Which happens a lot. <laughs> There's a well, lot of that in it. Yeah. I also, um, is it, is this the right time in the podcast to just go into specific things I thought were funny, or do we need to set it yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, go for it. We can talk about specific okay. things. There's, um, uh, he, like, at, at one point he's, like, about to give up on his dreams, like, he, because he learns <laughs> that his, I don't know if this is too much of a spoiler, he... He had always had this, I don't, well, I'm not going to ruin it, but he had this motivation for why he was going to be a stuntman, and then he learns that it's based on something false. So he's about to give up on his dreams, and um, Isla Fisher, uh, who's, like, the girl he has a crush on, mm. is, like, trying to convince him to keep, to stick with his dreams, and he, <laughs> he just keeps saying, like, I used to be legit, and then he, like, does hand That's gestures, so I guess, when he does these, like, ridiculous <laughs> hand gestures, he makes the letter L, and then, like, the the number two and then like a U and he just <laughs> and they film it from like behind him so you just like see his hands filling out these letters it's <laughs> so stupid but so funny okay that's interesting so you don't know that's a real thing that came from MC Hammer no but I think oh no oh, oh like doing hand gestures for it uh, yeah yeah but like he, he had yeah. a song called Too Legit to Quit and he was doing those like but that's those, legit that's is the he U from that too? I think so. He was definitely doing the two L. <laughs> oh, I thought that I I've seen the two L, but the the like the um, the U. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> it is ridiculous though. It's very dumb, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. one of the funniest parts of the movie, definitely. Just like the angle they film it is so funny. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of just like random things in it that make no sense, like um. Yeah, yeah. even in this it, like to bring it back to the beginning of the movie they, they um there's a scene there is a thing like where <laughs> he's like eating jelly beans and he's got his eyes blindfolded <laughs> and he's like guessing every flavor and it, it has no purpose to anything in the movie and it's, just <laughs> and it's just there and then they like and then they and then uh uh, what's his name? Finds fireworks. Rico. Um, oh, what is his name? The real guy. Um, oh, was it Danny McBride? Danny McBride. Yeah. 
so funny in it too. He just finds fireworks in the bathroom and he's like, he's like, do you want to set them off? And they set them off and they're just really weak fireworks. <laughs> Will Arnett is also dating, he dates Isla Fisher and he's like, truly looks like he could be her dad. I know. And then also like when you consider um, in Arrested Development, he, so she dates, um, in Arrested Development, she dates, um, his brother and his nephew in that show. Isla Fisher does? Yeah. I don't remember that. Wait, so is that Michael Sarah she dates? She dates Michael Sarah and Jason Bateman in that show. That's so funny. That must be in the <laughs> reboot. It was in the fourth series? Is that on the no, fourth season? Michael Sarah's like a kid in it. Well, unless they wanted to make it like... It was, yeah, it was when it came back, but like the one they brought back a while ago. Okay, okay, yeah. I don't remember that. I should watch it. I just love Arrested Development. Yeah. That's yeah. another, like, that. I would say that's another style of humor that I love. Yeah. No, that's anything to do with that. Yeah. Um, I think that's why Will Arnett's so great. He's, he, he's always so ridiculous in everything as well. Yeah. And he yeah. really plays it well. And I don't, <laughs> I always believe he's that character. I always believe he's that douchey <laughs> asshole character. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, it's so easy to believe. And I've been watching BoJack Horseman a lot recently, so oh, I like BoJack. It's so good. Yeah, it's a great show. I I stupidly binge watched it one once it was over, and for the first time, <laughs> it made me so sad. Yeah, it is like depressing and very kind of like philosophical. <laughs> yeah. it, it definitely went a lot heavier than I was expecting from. <laughs> From I'd, I'd seen like the first couple of episodes when it first came out and I wasn't really into it and then everyone was going on about how great it was so I went back and watched it once it was finished and yeah no it, it is heavy. amazing yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's amazing yeah um so uh Rod fights his stepdad and he says like oh I have to do this to earn his love <laughs> but he's terrible at fighting and his dad stepdad constantly beats him up and just in the yeah. easiest way and he's like oh you have to <laughs> you know you have to expect that i'm coming at all times or something like that and um <laughs> he makes fun of the fact that he can't grow a mustache he's like uh, and then he just yells at him he's like you know i have a hormone disorder <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. and then he goes one day i'll punch you in the face then you'll respect me <laughs> insane it's so insane this movie and <laughs> he runs outside and he runs into denise uh who's isla fisher uh and she's just like come back from i don't know where she's where she's been i can't remember where she's been but like she's come back for the first time in a long time she's staying there again uh <laughs> and he says to her, he says to her as he, as he, as she's leaving he's like you look really pretty and she's like what and he goes i said you look really shitty <laughs> Which I still quote to this day because it's so funny. It's so funny, yeah. <laughs> it's just he has like he can't say anything to her, but he say he's so upfront with everyone else, but cannot say anything to her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. And just <laughs> this is when you find out that this is when you see like the dad that you brought up earlier. Um, that you see him with a photo and he's next to Eva Knievel. Uh, and he's looking at it and he's crying <laughs> and his brother walks into his room and he just yells get out of him 
And he's like best friends with his stepbrother, who is Jorma Makan. Yeah, who is Yeah, he he's so like it's it's Yorma like you've never seen him as well. <laughs> Cause I feel like he, I, he could be he could be thirteen or he could be thirty in this. <laughs> like there's no he could be any age. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Never, it's never clear how old he is. I also found the way he dressed funny. Like he yeah. wears really tight polos, like tucked in khakis. <laughs> he's such a child in this, but at the same time, he's so aware of everything going on. Yeah, he, I, I think he's sweet. I would say he's like the emotional center of this movie. He mm. really loves Andy Samberg. He loves, he loves them family. all. He loves the whole family. He wants to keep them together. Yeah, yeah, he's sweet. <laughs> Uh, so like yeah he invites um he invites denise to go to um to to go watch him do a pool jump and he immediately fails it and this is when he finds out that frank is sick (laughs) and he goes how long has he been sick and then and then uh cc spacex says oh he's been (laughs) it's it's recent 21 years (laughs) And then he says, I'm going to make you feel better and then I'm going to beat you to death. <laughs> yeah. So good. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> and he go, he runs outside in like pain from all this and he runs to his quiet place, starts drinking and smoking, dancing, does all these flips. And then that's when he falls, slips and falls down that hill for such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> the best scene in the movie. It's like such a callback to like 80s training as well like there's eight like yeah. the karate kid or something like that yeah <laughs> you like you're expecting him to like lift logs and all this stuff no no he just fall trips and falls and tumbles for i would say a good minute of the movie minute, yeah <laughs> and as he gets to the bottom of the hill he's like he comes across the sign that says uh it's just like a an advertisement that says like one big jump and he gets the idea, I'm going to do one big jump, I'm going to raise money to save Frank, and I'm going to jump 15 buses because it's one more than Evil Can Evil ever did. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, going into it, you know it's going to be a problem. You know 15 buses is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, like, <laughs> he goes to tell his friends the plan, and it's a montage of the plan at the ice rink because Bill Hader's got to go to work. <laughs> And then a homeless guy comes along, starts telling him there, starts telling them his plan as well, just out of nowhere. <laughs> and uh, he runs into, so he's like, they cuts to like next him, next door to Denise, and she's like, he spots her, starts like throw, uh, holding a mirror up to reflect in her eyes, <laughs> so she gets the sunlight in her eyes, and then she goes to see what it is, and he's like pretending to hammer really loudly. <laughs> He's just yeah. constantly trying to impress her, but it's always the stupidest things that he does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he wants her to join his crew. Um, but to initiate, <laughs> he pours juice on her foot for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and she just goes along with anything he does. She just like accepts it as being a normal thing. Right. Which Yeah, she's great. She plays it. She's kind of like plays everything straight, but it's she's really yeah. Good. She plays it really straight. It's the one issue that I have with the film, though, is, is that at no point does she question anything about what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of wish she had at some point said, like, oh, this is... 
I do not think this is too far. Like, like maybe when Rico beat up that neighbor, <laughs> that started taking, started having a fight with him after he like smashed into the into the van and everything. Rico goes goes crazy and she's like, "Oh, Rico!" <laughs> At least yeah. then maybe so you're like, "No, this is too much." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, she kind of. It, it's like typical gender roles too, where she just like accepts every insane thing the men do. Yeah. Yeah. And I she mean, especially. Say, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go on. The movie's not in any way like I, I wouldn't say it pushes any envelopes of any sort. Like no. It's, like, it's very much like let's fit these characters into their exact <laughs> boxes that you expect them to be in. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. I feel like it very much does that. Yeah. It's definitely. Uh, I don't think it takes a specific stance on anything. There. No. It's not a. <laughs> it's not a progressive film. <laughs> <laughs> It's not endorsed by the socialists and it's uh, yeah, but it is funny um but yeah so rod starts training um and <laughs> he goes to introduce her to everyone and he's like we'll tell you each person tells a fact about yourself so my name is rod and i like to party <laughs> and then dave goes my name is dave and i like to party <laughs> he's immediately annoyed. It's like no no that's my thing my thing is partying <laughs> and then rico's like yeah okay my name's Rico, and I also like to party. And then he winks at Rod. <laughs> and <it's> just... <laughs> I don't know why he's so fixated on the party thing, but it, it really makes me laugh. And... Yeah, yeah. And why he's only like, I know he's trying to impress her. <laughs> but... They never go to any parties. No, they never do anything. No, they never do it. They definitely don't party. But... <laughs> <laughs> But the first thing she sees of him training is that, like, he's going to go and hold his breath underwater for 40 seconds, which is not a long time. <laughs> and he says, like, the one thing is I will, I will be holding the bell, the, the, the bell, and if I ring it, that's when you know to let me out. And they immediately get distracted. The bell string falls off, and he's drowning underwater. <laughs> and they, like, notice after he, they notice after the 40 seconds that he's drowning. They drag him out. She performs mouth to mouth. He throws up fully in her face. Yeah. It's revolting. Yeah, yeah, she's not bothered in the slightest. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she just plays everything straight. I would be so disgusted if that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a like I don't know any kind of vomit. Even seeing it on screen just makes me so disgusted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is really gross. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then he goes to like go down a hill, lying on the skateboard, and he tells tells them the safe word is whiskey, which is, I know that as like a, I I remember that as being like a Family Guy joke, and so hearing that I was already like oh Family Guy joke. <laughs> so one thing I'll say about this movie, I wouldn't say the jokes are that strong. Like if you read the script, I don't think it's funny. Like it's like the the funny stuff is like. The way that they just really like hammer things in, like the mm. film, like I mean, they, it had some good jokes, but like it, it's like the movie is carried by the actors, I would say. Mm. And maybe that does come from like maybe that's what the difference is is that is that because it didn't come from something they wrote, they could only like hammer it in and keep heightening and just yeah, do what I they could with with the dialogue itself, and maybe like that's what didn't yeah. work. It's like, I wonder if they got the script and they were like, oh shit, we're going to need to really do something big with it. Or if they, like the writer intended for it to be carried by the actor. Because it's like, 
possibly maybe the writer already knew who was gonna star in it and was like oh if i give them free reign like they'll make it a good slapstick comedy Mm. Uh, i should have researched this before but i wonder if it was an snl writer that gave them the script yeah yeah i mean it's not it's not badly written it just like i there was never like a joke that someone just like said that i thought was funny the stuff that (laughs) was really funny was like in the performance yeah that's true but a lot of the yeah, like thinking I, about it, that is actually really true. <laughs> a lot of the like, a lot of the like the events that happened, it was funny to have to like think of, like the jelly bean thing. Like that takes like funny writing to, like, <laughs> to add that. You know, it's not like an unfunny script. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jonathan shows up, who's played by Will Arnett. He's just this over the top '80s persona of like the the shithead boyfriend. Yeah. So it's exactly what you expect. He's got the Corvette. Uh, he treats he's rude to everyone he's got his like fancy suits he's like just doing everything throwing money around all that sort of stuff um and so this is the first time that uh rod finds out that she's got a boyfriend uh he gets really jealous and he like goes and asks out um someone who works at um what is it she works at i don't know like a burger stand yeah it's like a weird stand thing that they go to Yeah, I don't know. We don't. Ha- that's not a thing here, so I don't even know what they. It's like a very. Oh, it's definitely a thing here. Like a fast food joint, basically. Oh, it's just a fast food place. I thought so. Yeah, like a fast food kind of like drive-through, but you can sit on the picnic tables. Ah, oh, yeah. I guess it's like weather permitting. We don't have it. Here. <laughs> okay, we have a lot of different kinds of fast food places. Um, so he asks her out, and she says. Like, he says that she says yes, but I don't know if she... Thinking about, about it now, I don't know if she ever really does say yes to him. <laughs> That's a really good point. I can't remember her saying yes. We don't see her say yes. No. But he's, like, going to go on the, a double date with her and um, Jonathan and Denise. And <laughs> But you find out that um, Bill Hader's character is also, like, massively in love with this, this woman behind the burger stand he's, and he's like he says it very like straight he's like oh i am jelly i'm just green with jealous rage right now <laughs> yeah which is great and then um you find so they go on the double date but um and he's wearing his fancy shirt and he's on his he, he bikes there as well which is great he starts singing about going on the double date he gets there and he, you find out he's been stood up, but so he's on the date with the two of them. Um, but it's okay because Will Arnett runs into his friend Sullivan, who just like, he yells out to, and he starts he starts just being an asshole and like walking away. And then you see him like flirting with this other woman and all this sort of stuff, so you know he's a bad guy. Um, and then he tell he tell, he uses his time to tell Denise about the, his dead dad, and he's like. He tells this really gruesome story about about how the dad died and like being paled and like going like his head got caved in and all this sort of stuff and he goes he died instantly the next day. <laughs> That's a funny joke. Yeah, it's a great joke. It's, it's also the way it's just he tells it very straight yeah. as well, which is again like I think when they do that in this movie, it's very it works really well. Yeah, when they play it very seriously, like I think that's what the humor as well when they play it like it's a normal thing it works that's the comedy that i find very funny yeah totally yeah yeah. um so yeah i'm gonna like a lot of it is just little bits like that it's the there's tight she teaches him tai chi he he becomes a stunt man for hire 
he, but he's a terrible stunt man and they get really angry he gets he sets himself on fire it goes wrong um what else happens he like he does a bunch of like really stupid things that don't go well while he's a stuntman for hire so he gets all this he makes all this money but um and then his brother's been filming it all the brother puts together a like a little short film and it, they they're going to like screen it to everyone and <laughs> They put on this massive screen. They sell tickets for five dollars at a time, five dollars a ticket, and they get hundreds of people coming. And they've made all their money that they need to, basically. And everyone starts laughing because it's really bad. He's so stupid, and he gets angry, throws the projector out the window, smashes a car, and then at that point, he's just like, "Oh well, gonna have to pay all this off." So they back down to square one again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this is the too legit to quit thing where he's like, he gives up and he's like, I've quit. I thought I was legit, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm too legit. I thought I was too legit, too legit to quit. But it turns out I wasn't legit enough. So now for that, I must quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, he, and then he walks away and gets hit by a van. Never brought up again. <laughs> Just goes to the next scene. <laughs> And Bill Hader calls him in the middle of the night and <laughs> asks him to come and take him to the hospital. He's like, nothing's wrong. I just think I should probably go. <laughs> he gets in the car. He's, he's got a big metal <laughs> gash in his head. He's got a big mix of, piece of metal right above his eye. And he found out he was on an acid trip. <laughs> and he was doing some... <laughs> he was doing some work in the wood, in like the shop. And he like... <laughs> the piece of milk came flying and hit him right above the eye <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's so oh his character is so weird it's such a strange character it is so strange in this but he's, he's probably my favorite after andy samberg yeah i think so too i think i, I love him in this <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> and then this is he got roller goes to apologize to kevin and they do that cool beans thing. It's just yeah. the cool beans, which is over and over them saying cool beans back and forth to each other. But it's like, it's always turned into like a mini music video. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Yeah. Them just saying cool beans back and forth and they like say, say it to the camera and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they just walk away and they find out the video has gone viral. Uh, Like he uploaded it to the internet. The video went viral and they, they uh, a radio station want to sponsor him. So he's like, they get all the money to like fund the event, basically. The video, the event's being funded, so he's going to jump the fifteen buses. He um, he calls Denise and Jonathan answers, and nothing. Uh, he's like, "Oh, I need you to tell Denise that I'm jumping the these buses tomorrow." And he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do that." Obviously, he doesn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then he's like, "Then Rod goes training," um, <laughs> and then it cuts to the next day, and he's walking over to the event. <laughs> And then each one of them come along one by one, start walking with him, and it's cut to music. <laughs> and then, like, a huge crowd starts forming behind them. <laughs> and then it suddenly, like, starts turning yeah. into a riot. <laughs> yeah, that part is so funny. <laughs> and then they run away, and they're like, I didn't like that at all. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it started out with, like, a really good vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, fully stop. Yeah, it's, 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 so ridiculous 
um, Denise finds out and he like about the event and she runs away and then uh, he starts chanting, "Babe, babe, come yeah. back, babe, yeah. babe," yeah. and yeah. it just goes, "Babe, wait, babe, babe." And it goes on so much longer than you think it's going to go on as well. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. They just like I feel like they really they nail you on this stuff that just goes on for so long. <laughs> Um, Rod gets a brand new bike to help jump the uh, the buses. Um, Denise kisses Rod. <laughs> He's like, "Wait, stop, stop! You've just got like your mouth open. <laughs> it's really disgusting." <laughs> Which I thought was a really good joke because he's like, "Yeah," it just yeah. comes out of nowhere that she's uh, she just can't kiss. <laughs> yeah, and then the jump happens. Obviously, it goes badly. He just like crashes. <laughs> he comes. He think he's like. He, it cuts to him, and you see him like in the air, and he puts a thumbs up to the crowd and everything, and to the fans, and, and to his friends and everything. And then, it cut, and then it pulls back, and you see he's about ten feet off of the bike in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like immediately crashes, and yeah. um, so they all think he's in serious pain and like really injured, and they think he might be dead. And it cuts to him having like visuals of being in heaven, and he sees a fight between a grilled cheese and a taco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a callback to earlier when he asked Denise, like, "What do you think? Who do you think would win a fight?" So he's fantasizing about that. Um, but then he like wakes up, he gets up and tries to walk away, and as he's doing that, all the donations start coming, and so he reaches the fifty k. Um, and then. <laughs> And then it, the the radio announces like for he, they've reached the fifty k for Frank's at conveniently priced surgery. <laughs> That's another good joke. Yeah. It's a good joke. <laughs> Everyone starts cheering, and then it, and then it comes to Ebenezer Scrooge holding a, a cooked goose, and he's like, "A cooked goose for everyone." <laughs> Cuts to six months later, and he's gro- he's grown like a wispy moustache. He's managed yeah. to grow one. Uh, he goes and fights Frank. Frank f- throws a ninja star at him. <laughs> and um, they have a fight all the way through the house, into the backyard. Uh, and then <laughs> and then the mum's like, oh, just let them do it. They, they know what they're doing. <laughs> and they go right all the way to the front of the house, fighting each other. Um, smashes, smashes Frank's head on the car, pulls his arm back, and he's like, say your... <laughs> Say I'm a man. He's like, you're a man. You're you're my son. And then they have the Tai Chi fight. <laughs> he does the yeah. Tai Chi move and makes Frank shit himself. And then it's the end yeah. of the movie. It's Frank shitting I himself. I don't know how to do that. It just seems really convenient to be able to shit your stuff on command. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't think it's a real thing. No, I don't think it is either. <laughs> I wish it was. I think it's making fun of Kill Bill with the, like, the heart thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen Kill Bill. There's a thing, like... I don't know if you care, but like, there's a thing where they they do like a bunch of moves, and it's supposed to like, um, be able to stop, uh, the heart fight after you walk five feet or something. Oh, I see. Okay, now so I think he's just it. making fun of that. Yeah, that sounds good, though. That's funny. Um, but yeah, that's the that's that's the movie. Um, you've kind of talked about what you thought of it, like going into it, but like, what did so what were what were things that you really enjoyed about it, other than like the the specific, like those random gags? Did you enjoy the, that did you enjoy the plot, or did you? Is it just like 
Hit or miss, really. I didn't care about. Like, there were a lot of different ways. I wasn't invested in Rod succeeding, if that was what you mean. I, I was definitely wasn't yeah. invested in that. I don't think anyone is. Right. It would not have made me sad if the stepfather had died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or if Rod had, like, been very successful with his jump or something. Um, so, no, I wouldn't say I was invested in the plot at all. I also didn't really care whether or not Andy Samberg got together with Isla Fisher. Um, yeah. That was also, I didn't. Yeah, no, so I wouldn't say I was remotely invested. Um <laughs> I yeah I just thought the acting was really really funny it was just like yeah Andy Samberg just like really committed to being <laughs> an earnest character and it was really good um yeah yeah and I think that they I think that they they really committed to some long bits which was impressive like yeah there was like a lot that were funny it was like the, you don't want something like starts off funny and then kind of gets unfunny because you know what it's going to be and then they mm. keep eating it and then it becomes funny again like that's how i felt yeah. about like rolling down the hill i was like this is absolutely funny. rolling down the hill for like a minute and a half like yeah i want to go back in time that and see how long it actually is i know right yeah and the <laughs> boy, 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 babe, babe. Babe. <laughs> there's yeah there's those two and the cool beans they all go those are the three very long scenes <laughs> yeah. and, and it's just one joke that goes over and over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, like, um, so do you think it's a good movie overall? Yeah, I think it achieves what it's supposed to be. Like, I didn't think about it at all after I watched it, but I was entertained. You know, like, it's funny. I laughed. I think it's a good mm. movie. <laughs> what were the what What were the mean things people said about it? Yeah, I was about to go to those. Yeah. Um. So. This was in USA Today. They said, if you're looking for plausibility, this is not your movie. Which is fine. That's understandable. Dumb review. Yeah. Like, who is looking for plausibility? I know. But then they said, they also said, if you're looking for last, this is not your movie. All right. That's if, you're si- if, if you like seeing delusional, overgrown adolescents fall down a lot, then this one's for you. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that review wouldn't have turned me off. <laughs> and I, I really don't like this review. And it was... It's from a very famous person as well. <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards. Um, the silly kills the funny. Every time things get rolling, some guy starts doing a ridiculous dance for no reason. Or Rod and, it, or Rod and his brothers incessantly repeat the word cool beans. But I think that's the humour that works. I, I, I agree. What is it? Was that a tweet? No, this is a review. Was it Robert um, Shirt or whatever? No, it was Lindy West. Wow. Okay. And it was a review from last year. Yeah, yeah. From last it's really year. surprising. Why is she reviewing Hot Rod from year? I don't know. <laughs> it's from March 2019. Spring. I don't know if it's just an old review that got put online. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and someone else called it the jackassification of mainstream American comedy. That might be true. I, 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 I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're just talking about the jackass movies themselves yeah. and saying it's very similar to that. If yeah. they are, then no, I don't agree with that. But it's it's stupid comedy, and it's, it's definitely jackassery. I guess yeah. I don't know; it's not a word, but yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, like those those are kind of like the reviews. Like people, so this is one that you might agree with. Actually, once someone said that um, the re- a perennial problem with comedy from regular co- collaborators is that results feel like uh, must too much like friends in jokes. Yeah, it's definitely like it wouldn't have been as funny if you didn't kind of know that they were all friends. 
definitely. It has that like Judd Apatow kind of vibe. That I would slightly disagree with because I feel like Judd Apatow's ones are lengthy. <laughs> just they just and they they always have like very serious heavy plot mixed within them as well. That's true. They do have a lot of plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, <laughs> I mean, I like some Judd Apatow movies, but some of them feel like in jokes, like um, mm. this is the end. Mm. I like this is the end. <laughs> I liked it too, but I know those guys. It's like if I had never seen a Judd Apatow movie, I wouldn't have liked it. Like if I didn't know who Michael Sarah was, the stuff was <laughs> so funny, but that's like the best part of the movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I guess like you have to be on board with, you have to already be on board with the people themselves to get like, that's because they're going to like hide it so much with their style of humor and like play to that. And they're yeah. also playing to their fans a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Okay, do you have anything more to say about this film? Um, well, I, I, I felt nostalgic watching it. Like, it feels like a oh, really? type of film. Maybe I'm thinking, like, maybe a... I don't know. It just feels like the kind of thing that wouldn't really get made now, which could, I, I haven't seen King of Staten Island. Maybe King of Staten Island is, like, the same humor. But, like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so much worse than this. It's, it's, it's worse. I really didn't like it. I'm really not wild about Pete Davidson, so I'm not going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Staten Island Summer, though, which is like all the SNL people is bad, but... Um, yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it kind of felt like a throwback to like a style. I, mm-hmm. And they, I'm sure they do make movies like this now, but I felt like, yeah, like watching a young Andy Samberg, um, not that he's not still young, but like <laughs> I think because of, you know, the state of the world, anything... Mm. nostalgia interesting is really nice like i just prefer to watch something a little bit but it's like it's not like an old movie but it's like um i remember like the age i was in my life when i when yeah. i was popular and it felt like a and the fact that it's like summertime like these guys mm. have nothing to do and made me nostalgic for those kind of summers like yeah I just, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot i had a very good experience watching hot rod that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Still going into it would have been really funny if you'd come in and you just hated it. Yeah, <laughs> but I agree with every review. I mean, yeah, but I agree. That it's like dumb. Like it's not like if yeah. you called it dumb and said the jokes were dumb. I'd be like, yeah, I can see that. It's not like you know if you're looking for a movie to make you think, it, this is not the movie. <laughs> But, but I don't it, think it cl- ever claims to be that as well. No, it does not. That's the thing. It, it is what it claims to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah um okay so let's move on to the the final segment which is um do you have a movie that uh everyone loves that is well reviewed that you think is a bad movie this happens to me so often because i actually just like don't like most movies Um, perfect (laughs) i don't know why i think i don't have the attention span for them (laughs) but i often don't even really go and look in to see how well reviewed they are Mm. um was American Pickle well reviewed? American what? American Pickle, an American Pickle with Seth Rogen. I think it was like just above average. I don't think it was that highly rated. Okay, I thought that movie was bad. I'm trying to think of movies I've seen recently. <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely have never been like entertained by like a Martin Scorsese movie or like. Oh, that's those movie. would be good ones to like. <laughs> yeah, I can't even like think of spe- like I can't even think of specifics. I should have. I should have. I should have a better answer for this. Um, That's all right. And I'm trying to, I know that like in the last like two years, there's been like a movie everyone was obsessed with that I was 
Super I'm trying to think of like the recent Scorsese ones, like maybe The Irishman, The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, oh, I thought Marriage Story was just okay. That's um, a good one to go with. If you can remember it. It just like annoys me a lot. Um, <laughs> I uh, get that. <laughs> Adam Driver, I thought was great in it. But yeah, when I at watching Marriage Story, I was like, why why did we make this movie? We've debated New York versus LA endlessly. Maybe as a person who's lived like pretty much exclusively in New York and LA, minus like a brief day in the Bay Area. Like mm. I just found the convert they just found the debate about um <laughs> New York versus LA very annoying. Oh, did you grow up in New York? I grew up in New York, yeah. Ah, uh, so yeah, you know the whole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been in LA now? I've been in LA for like a year and a half. Oh, recent. Yeah, I'm pretty recent, yeah. <laughs> and especially with everything going on as well. It's just like maybe a year, technically. I know, truly. I'm like, why did I live in this? Why am I quarantining in this city? I don't really know. But it's been, I actually kind of like that I'm sort of new to the city in quarantine because just like, exploring the city has been an activity in and of itself like going and walking yeah. so mm. that's I guess it's also like you're, you're obviously in like a bigger place there as well than you're gonna be in New York yes. so it's a little bit more free freedom than you're gonna have exactly. do you have like a good amount of space in your apartment in London um I didn't I've just moved back with my parents as well though oh, yeah. <laughs> and they live in London too like just outside yeah so mm-hmm. I've got a little bit more space now but at the same time it's in the nowhere <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very quiet now. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, it's a, it's a so, like, London, I had the freedom to, like, go and do things, and now I'm like, uh, what right. do I do? <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh yeah, so, uh, do you have anything, any final thoughts on Marriage Story, then? Final thoughts on Marriage Story? Um, I will probably inevitably continue to watch everything Noah Baumbach makes, and so for what reason for what reason you know he's just kind of like it's just like he makes stuff that people are talking about and (laughs) you know he makes the kind of stuff where even if it's bad i'm gonna want to have a smart opinion on why it's bad and explain Mm. why so for that reason i would implore him to make uh, more original content that's not about like his personal divorce which i feel like half Uh. like i was okay we put on the meyerowitz meyerowitz stories Mm. the other night and then like weren't really paying attention and every time i like zoned back into the movie it was like someone was mad at his dad or talking about his ex-wife and i was like yeah. these are these are every no about but the, you know like the the writing is good he uh you know like he the, he knows dialogue i'll give i'll give him like hint. like smart movie. yeah but yeah. Um, he could explore a variety of themes he could go broader although he did write madagascar th- two or three Oh really? I watched yeah, that. Yeah. He, he he wrote it to like fund something else, I think. Or like oh, to fund it might have been to fund his divorce. <laughs> then I'll definitely watch it. I'd love to support the cause. <laughs> but then you have to watch it in the mindset of like, oh this this is he's writing this to fund a divorce. So any I, I wonder if he's written anything of that into it <laughs> into like his kids movie. That's so funny. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, really great. Cool. So, um, yeah. Any final thoughts on Hot Rod? Even? No, I think yeah. I think you covered it. I think we covered it. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Do you um? How can we find you online? Do you have? Oh, do you have anything to plug at the moment? Um, I wrote a book. You can find it on my Twitter. My Twitter is Ginny Hogan. G I N N Y H O G A N underscore. I tweet. I tweet a lot. Yeah. (laughs) 
So do we all. Yeah, we all do, right? <laughs> yeah, I gotta just be tweeting my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And what's the name of the book? Toxic Femininity in the Workplace. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's available everywhere, I'm assuming. It's available everywhere. You can order it online. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. Cool. So everyone go and check the book out. Yeah. And Ginny's Twitter and her thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> what are my thoughts? There you go. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was really fun. That's the end of the podcast. You can find me on Twitter with the username at YCove or at Yaniscove on Instagram. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes if you enjoyed this so I can end up making more. And I'll see you next week for more movies that critics got wrong.